der einzige Markt für das, was jetzt und in der Zukunft wertvoll ist. Die neuesten Sneakers, Kleidung, Elektronik, Sammlerstücke und vieles mehr. Alles hundertprozentig geprüft und authentisch. Mit StockX hast du Zugang zu Millionen von Produkten, die ausverkauft oder schwer zu finden sind. Und alle für den Preis, den sie wirklich wert sind. Denn wir alle sollten das kriegen, was wir gerne haben möchten. StockX – Zugang zu aktuellen Trends. Finde, was du brauchst auf StockX.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is somewhat bored. Now, on the plus side, Tommy Tactical's Chelsea are now nine games unbeaten under his tenure, uh, conceding only two goals in the process. The trouble is that the aim of football is to win matches, preferably by scoring goals and providing us lot with some excitement and entertainment along the way. The other side of the equation is that Chelsea has only scored 10 goals in those nine matches, with the 0-0 draw against Man United on Sunday being the second 0-0 draw and third draw in all. Now, it's easy to be churlish, uh, and one can understand the sense in Tuchel attempting to stabilise a Chelsea to whom solid defence has been an anathema over the last few seasons. But it felt like we missed an opportunity to beat United, a side we most definitely owe a beating. And had we beat them, even if it had been a squeaky goal coming off someone's backside, we would have been euphoric. Such is the state of mind of the football fan. Maybe Tommy T is a disciple of the Wayne's world theory of football. If you build from the defence, the goals will come. <laughs> As ever, time will tell. Uh, the Chelsea Fancast number 799 is this week entitled Uncomfortably Numb. I hope after the next couple of hours or so, you, dear listener, will not be feeling uncomfortably numb in any way whatsoever. Now, on the show tonight, of course, as always, is the delightful Mr Kidd. Oh, how lovely to be called delightful. Chidge, can I just say, surely it's not Wayne's World. Surely it's Field of Dreams. It is Field of Dreams, but I, I, I think... The appropriation by Wayne's World was just... It's one of those wonderful occasions. We should have a quiz about this one day. The times when the person who appropriated the original bit of creativity actually made it their own. It was so good. And I think, if they build it, they will come. Uh, and when he's talking about the, to Jim Morrison and his dream, it's just... It, yeah, that, for me, course. has become of the course. definitive version of it. Of Fair enough, Brandon. Whereas I, 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 uh, I love the... Uh... Uh, the appearance of all these long dead baseball players with, um, uh, on the field by uh, what was it? Um, um, Shoeless Jackson. Yes, absolutely right. Absolutely. Shoeless Jackson, indeed. Anyway, dear boy, are you well? I mean, it seems it's a whole three days since I last saw you. People will talk. Yeah, I, th I think I've uh, I've possibly improved since then. Has anything anything important happened in the in the interim? No, no. Chelsea really. play at all? I don't don't seem to recall. 
uh, well, it, it passed me by. Yeah, some. I know yeah. the feeling. Uh, we got a lot to get into tonight, Matt. I'm really looking forward to tonight. Always lovely to see you, of course. Now, um, I think, I mean, always lovely to see these two. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm so all over the place at the moment. I'm sure I'm not even, don't even know who I am, but I always get the feeling that these two are, are kind of the old staples. And I don't, I don't mean old in the pejorative sense at all, but perhaps arguably the, the, the most loyal and lovely members of the Chelsea fancast mob, uh, Mr. Clayton Beerman. Hello. How the devil are you, Squire? I'm really good. I'm looking forward to tonight. Yeah, me too. I always am. Um, but, you know, it's so funny. And I haven't seen your next guest for a long time. Well, indeed. And I mean, as you know, I only finished doing the bloody schedule yesterday. So talk about seat of the pants stuff. People who think that Chelsea Fancast is a well-oiled machine and a huge empire... It's it's like it is the archetypal duck. It looks serene on top, but underneath there's a mass amount of chaos and paddling. You're largely being done by me. But anyway, right. I got the uh, schedule finished yesterday, which means, of course, that partnering Clayton tonight is the lovely Dan Silves. Dan Silve, hello, mate. Hello, mate. Yeah, don't, don't spoil the image of the fan cast. Let's leave, a bit, let's leave a bit of magic for everyone. What image? The, the magic that is a well, well-oiled machine. Oh, no, I believe... I believe in chaos, mate. Always have done. I'm a, I'm a organized chaos. Yeah, I'm a, always been a always been a uh, you know subscriber to the chaos theory. It's great to have you all on board. For I don't know why it's when I've done the schedule and we've got a whole kind of because we do it like six weeks in in a, in in, a, in you know in one kind of chunk. It always like it's like a it seems like the start of the season again. Almost it's like oh, all right, I've got Clayton and Dan this week. Who have we got next week? So it's, I'm excited, as you can probably tell. So excited that I actually did forget to press the record button earlier. Not for the first time in 799 shows, that is for sure. Now on tonight's show, we're going to discuss Tuchel's risk-free football and ask whether we're currently watching a hybrid of possession-based Sarri ball and Mourinho-esque dare not lose football uh, we also ask is the lack of creativity due more to a loss of form of Chelsea's creative players or is it systemic in part two we applaud the improvements in Rudiger and Christensen in making Chelsea more defensively solid as well as praising Kante and Kovacic for tigerish displays in midfield uh, and we ask could Mount be the solution to the midfield problem and with a run of tough matches coming up, how much pressure is on Tuchel to start winning and winning well? Uh, and in uh, part three, uh, we wrap up the first major part of the show with, of course, a preview of Thursday night's big Premier League match uh, where well, Chelsea, of course, go to Anfield to play, hopefully, a still-wounded Liverpool. Uh, and the last bit of the show will be a special edition of In Off The Boast, where JK and myself... Uh, read out the email sent in by our faithful listeners this week. So there you go. Looking forward to that. Loads in the post bag this week. Now, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. Uh, the gaffers in the house, Steve Mower, Loz Barnes, Kurt, KP22, Chevs, Chevs in there, Kepler... Matthew the American. Oh, De- Ollie. Oliver loves JK. Wow. You've got a fan, mate. Is that his handle? I, it's, not, it's not a setup. This is real. Somebody's in there. I think it's Ollie. I think it's Ollie Wilkins. That's my guess. But uh, he, he not may. Not Ollie Kidd, is it? 
No, 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 no. It's no relation to Jonathan. Okay. Anyway, look, you lot, there's loads of you out there. You know who you are. You're lovely. You are the hardcore of the Chelsea fan crust, and we love you for it. Of course, you know, uh, you can always... Get in touch with us when we're not on air uh, at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, if you're a Patreon member, you can always email us there. Or if you're in a dis in the Discord group, which you get if you're a Patreon member, then you can always get in touch there too. So there we go. Loads of ways to get in touch with us. Now we will be back to talk about the football after this short break. So, um, as people who've been listening for the last, you know, couple of weeks would have realised, I've kind of, I've given up trying to, you know, talk anymore. So I kind of get my bit. I get my, I get my say in the intro. What I wrote, as Ernie Wise used to say so brilliantly, uh, an intro. What I wrote. So I, I've given up, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give the next. It could be five minutes. Even I'd be surprised if he made it to ten before he ran out of breath. But anyway, Jonathan, it's time for your match day musing. Well, um, I'd like to look at the positives of the performance, Chidge. I know we're not that you're pretty... contrary in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm so slightly shocked there. Yeah. Dan, Dan's <laughs> mouth is still on the floor, mate. <laughs> so instead of taking a huge run up. You're just basically going. You're going off spin, aren't you? One, two, step, bowl. <laughs> Forward no, I'm bowling, I'm bowling a rather, a rather. Um, uh, uh, you're nifty, bowling googlies. Nifty off cutter. Nifty okay. off cutter. But it, but it's it's got a touch of the um, uh, of the mystery ball about it. It might just uh, it might just turn the other way, Clayton. You never know. Yeah. Is it a Robin? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd like. I really would. I'd like to look at the positive of it because. Um, uh, he, he, he. Let, let's be honest about him. He spends a large amount of his time jumping up and down on, on the touchline in despair, which I, I think how he feels. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. So he's not happy. He's not. He's not going. I don't think he'd uh, ever be happy, though, would he? No, I think he would be happy because he congratulates everybody when they do well with great hugs and everything. And I, um, I think, um, uh, and he, he barks out at people and jumps up and down. And I like that in a manager. I think because it gives you an idea of when something isn't going right and uh, because I suppose also it's because I do exactly the same thing myself when I'm watching the football I'm bouncing up and down and saying for fuck's sake what are you doing Jeez, God, what's happening what's that fucking hell um, and I have to say that yesterday just uh, mentioning a, a, a negative having been wanting to talk about the positives um, I felt Rhys James was absolutely bizarre when he came on I don't know what because if it if they said afterwards that in fact the CHO wasn't injured and it was tactical and they just put the the uh, the uh, the huge ice pack on his knee as a kind of you know safety measure. He looked pretty injured to me, but you know what do I know? Um, you have to be there, I think, to find out. But James, um, and in fact, I po when I posted, because I'm going off on a slight tangent here, when I posted this on uh, um, on our WhatsApp, Joe Tweedy came in and said he's having difficulty dealing with the fact that other some members of the team are now making an effort, uh, <laughs> which he, which they weren't doing before under Frank, and he's actually pissed off. 
And Chidge came in and said he's got to man up. And I like that in Chidge coming with doing that because I thought that was uh, that was appropriate. You didn't, ex- I, you didn't expect I, that. You were surprised. I remember. I was surprised because I put, I put, surely he's a delicate flower. You thought, put, you thought me being a psychotherapist and all would take them all? Yeah. No, yeah, fucking man exactly up, son. Right. It never occurred to me that you put that. Absolutely. He's got this to is man football, up. Oh. JK. This oh, is okay. not it's life. True. This no, is football. But, no, but also, the no, other part of me agrees completely because then we go off into something which I've gone tangentially, which is, uh, is it now about time that we go, all the six players who we bought, other than Silver, are shit? Is it about time that we do that <laughs> That was now? two weeks' show ago. I know, I know. But we're, <laughs> once again, but is it because this was being posted by other people yeah, who before yeah. have been saying, like yourself, Jidge, oh, no, 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 he's, um, uh, it's the weather. He's not used to it. No, 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 give him a chance. Drogba and Lampard took a season. No, no, no. No, he's in a foreign country. Who we, no, which one of the six young. are we talking about now? Very young, all of them. Very young, you know. Or no, 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 no. It's a difficult. The pace is difficult. Can we now not say? Actually, let's be frank about this. They're all a bit crap. It's all shit. They are not good enough at the moment. If he can coach them, it'd have been good enough. Great for him. However, the positives, as I was talking about, the positives. Um, defense is great. Conte was great. No, I'm not in yet. I haven't finished. You can't put your finger up yet, Dan. No, just go, just very, just very you quick. You can come point. in. You can come in. I'm, got, I'm allowed. I'm allowed me five minutes first. Clayton, yeah. you see, Clayton knows what's happening. Clayton's looking at something else. Clayton's looking at. Clayton's turned off. He's off. At, you this can't is a very relevant point. I, I'm listening to every word. He's I'm watching Channel Four I'm, News, mate. Okay, this is. I'm waiting for the nunumult, as the they nunumult. say. Can I just say? Can I say before we get the positives? We are fantastic. The defence has completely been altered. It, and Conte That's because there's 15 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's true at the same time. Yeah, but it's it's but he clearly doesn't like it himself, Tuchel, because he's spending all his time bouncing up and down on the touchline as we 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 shit away another opportunity to have a shot, which nobody can do. So is it therefore not down not down to his system? It's down to the way that they're, they're not shooting on goal, the way that they're not creating chances, the way that, that Reese James came off, came on and had one centre. And the one centre he actually had created such mayhem. And guess who was on the end of it? Werner. There was no fucking anywhere near it. So, but otherwise, all he did with his body language facing the other way, every single time was pass it backwards or square. And you think this surely isn't something he told him to do. This is a mental problem that they've got. Some of them have got. Um, I'm willing now to, uh, as if we're in the Are house. You're going to give way to the honourable gentleman. I'm going to give way to the honourable. <laughs> <laughs> Commonly known I as the old way, chap. I give way, Mr. Speaker, to the honourable Dan Silver. I thank you for giving way. The point I was going to make was that bear in mind we've, um, we haven't had Silver for the last six and a half games. We only let in two goals, so he's done hell of a lot of that defence. The yeah, fact yeah. that we haven't had well, Tyler's man. You, you know uh, what, Dan? As you know, because you've read the script, beginning of part two, we're going to absolutely big up, big up the defensive yeah. solidity. Now, I have to say, J.K., um, I, I think I like this. We're going to we're going to we're going to do the fan cast along parliamentary guidelines from now on. Uh, okay. m- you know, Mixler, uh, the recording can can be Hansard. Uh, I will definitely be the speaker. You will be the leader of the opposition. Or maybe you're the government. I don't know. But uh, if you all get out of order, I'm going to go, order, order, Dan. We're allowed to pay for expenses on some new headphones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the point. I mean, JK, I was going to say, mate, if that's you being positive, I'd hate to see you negative. Got to be honest. 
The positive was that defence. No, is it great. is. It is, it has been. But I tell you what, Clayton says yes, possibly too great. Possibly, possibly too great. great. Well, indeed, as he, as he said, if there are fifteen of them, it's hardly surprising. And I think, I think actually, you know, to to sum up the whole match, I, and I have to say. Um, and it's weird, isn't it? It seems to have only... I tell you what is particularly weird. Since we've started this Discord group where we now have, I don't know, there's, there's like tens of people in there all chattering away about the match, which makes it quite hard to follow, I have to be honest, when you're trying to watch it on TV. But since the Discord group's taken over, suddenly our Chelsea fancast WhatsApp group has suddenly exploded and we're all talking to each other during the match. And I have to say, I'm I'm really enjoying that far more than the football at the moment. Is this, is this, you can probably tell by, by some of my fun, messages, but it's lovely. It's it's almost like being yeah. at the game with you, actually. And yeah. let's be honest, that's kind of what we prefer. But look, talking about the game, really, um, it was a real funny old thing. It was really hard to know what to think. I mean, obviously, I think they cancelled each other out, as as I suppose we kind of predicted, really. Um, I thought we did defend very well. We'll talk about that in more depth, depth later. And I thought... What we did do, and I mean, this is what I like about Tuchel. He's clearly, he knows his onions tactically. He really, really does. And he countered, he covered their counter attack threat really, really well. Because obviously we all we were all worried about that. And I thought some of the covering that the players did when they did get away on the break was exceptionally good. The other thing that they did brilliantly, which again, I was very worried about, was they absolutely negated Fernandez. Um I mean, they gave away one or two free kicks outside the box. Both of them were highly contentious, particularly the one where Mount oh. got assassinated by that oh, wanker McDonald. Earth was that was Atwell yeah, doing? But Jesus. I know, but you know, they, they they negated Fernandez, who didn't have a sniff, and he's really, really dangerous. But the trouble is, the trouble is, as we've all been talking about, the defence has been completely at the expense of the attack. But other than the side that it was totally risk-free, nobody, neither Holly or he, were prepared to risk losing. Other than the fact that, of course, a match like that was always going to be decided by fine margins, and it was a bit boring as a result. I mean, really, was it, Clayton, a bad result? Because I wonder, you know, a few weeks ago, I think we would have taken a draw against United, them being second and us trying to get into the top. We wouldn't have wanted to lose that match, would we? And we didn't. No, and yes. Um <sighs> In terms of was it a good result for us? No, because we need to get into the top four. We had the opportunity to get to the top four and we didn't do it. Uh, we didn't lose. Uh, okay, that's that's fine. I think the thing is that, you know, Man United, for all their faults, are a decent side. And I was, I was watching it yesterday and I, I was just basically thinking, when you're trying to play out from the back, which I think we are now back at the levels that we were when Sarri was manager for playing out from the back, actually those little triangles and getting out, um, they're pressing you all the time. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I think... They pressed the, the very high thing, too, didn't they? Yeah. And, 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 and I heard somebody say today, or I can't remember if I read it somewhere, but Manchester United were playing for a mistake. And when, you know, Frank was manager, God bless him, we made loads of mistakes. I'm not saying it was Frank's fault because he wasn't actually the player on the field. But the organisation obviously helps us. But, you know, the, the, the fact that we negated them 
is interesting in itself because if you have a look at their record against the top half a dozen clubs, awful. They basically the only goal that they've scored against so-called bigger clubs this season was the goal they scored um, against Tottenham when they got humped six-one. Exactly. Every other game that they've played against so-called bigger sides has been nil-nil. Every single game. So it is a question of it's them, not us. All that being said, um, you know, I, I think the way we were set up yesterday was great. And and, and the, the thing that was really interesting was that you say about Tommy T being tactically astute. If you looked at our side against Atletico Madrid and you and you said we're playing Man United next, what would you like to change? The two things that I would like to have changed is I would like to have brought Kante in and Chilwell. That's what he did. Because and that's exactly what he did. So you actually think not saying because I wanted to do it, but it was the right yeah, but, thing to do. Know, Chilwell, Chilwell, too... Chilwell for pace and Kante to win yeah. the ball. I, I I was so chuffed to see that when I saw the lineup for exactly those reasons. Giroud, but, not but, for but, sure, but... Yeah, well, I was just about to say, but on the basis that you are picking that team and that you know what's going to happen against Manchester United, playing Oli Giroud, it, I couldn't understand it. I really couldn't understand it because the, the, the point is that he's not very mobile. And what tends to happen with Giroud, and, and shout me down if he's wrong, he plays a game, he plays or scores a great goal, and you play him in the next game, and he doesn't. And that is why, he, you know, he's infuriating. Because I didn't think he... I mean, I didn't think he played particularly badly. Well, if he connect, he connects really... with that header in the first half, different game, isn't it? And he was inches away. He did, but, no, he but, didn't. but he didn't. He didn't. But he... And, and, you know, and so the team that Tuchel picked, that for me was perhaps the only thing that I had any criticism for. You cannot blame Tuchel for the fact that Oli Giroud is immobile. And you can't blame him for the fact that Ziyech, again, stunk the joint out. Mm. Dano, what, well, you've been champing at the bit to come in. Yeah, I just think it's, the whole point was we didn't, we couldn't afford to go nine points behind Manchester United. And that was part of the reason we got set up that way. And in fact, since Tuchel's come in, none of his games have been enjoyable. They've just been functional, winning football. We've hardly conceded any shots now. I mean, how many games? Nine games has been in charge now. Yeah, I'd love to know how many shots on target we've actually faced. Some of the lowest seen... in the league in the lot in that period of time, I believe. Yeah, so he's, he set us up defensively very well, yeah. but he's still trying to get that right balance up front, and it's very, it's very difficult. But, but Dan, you know, I, I think you, you you've nailed it there, as you so often do when when you come on this show, and and I think therein lies the dilemma that we have. Uh, you know, I, I feel. I mean, I know we're all thoroughly bored with it. Tony is like the, the, the kind of extreme version of where we yeah. all are. and But the rest of us are, you know, are not a million miles away from it. It is a bit dull. but and, and I mean, that's what I meant when I said you've got this weird hybrid going on of, of, of Sarri ball type possession football, which I know all these hipster managers like Tuchel really like. It's, and it cuts out the risk. But there is an added steel and discipline there. And that's what I meant when I said it's, it's a bit like a a hybrid between Sarri ball and, and Jose must not lose football. And whilst we might not like it, and it's hardly very innovating, I mean, I, I do think, like you're alluding to, Dan, 
I don't think Tuchel's got an awful lot of choice. We, you know, we cannot. Ha- I mean, I know we're supporters and we like to have it always, don't we? We like to have our cake and our ice cream with a cherry on top and eat it all in one go. That's what we like. But we, we're not. You know, we can't. On a, a few weeks ago, sat on the show and say that half the squad are absolutely shit and none of them would get into the two thousand and six, seven, eight, nine side. And then go, well, why aren't we playing absolutely brilliant football? He's doing what he has to do at the moment. I don't think he has an awful lot of choice. That's how I would put it. Yeah, I think, I think he has to get top four. We have to get top four as a club. And whether we get there by playing, you know, shithouse ugly football, then so be it. I mean, you know, under Frank, you're always panicking that we're going to let in goals. Under, under this guy, I just, I just, I don't ever really particularly feel worried. We restricted United to a couple of long shots and a couple of punches out from... You know, from um, yeah. Eduard Mendy, but they were they were fairly routine. Look really solid. Fernandez is Fernandez going back to Tony Paul is a flat track bully. You look at his stats in big games, he's sat about two chances in big games. So he's a bit of a flat track bully. We're, we're not playing well, but we're getting results and we need to get results. You know, yeah. Liverpool, he's, got, he's not lost a match, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Liverpool Thursday, which we'll come to, and Everton. Then after that, we've got a series of on paper fairly winnable games. So right now, we just have to make sure we're in contention for top four. And Tommy, Tommy T gets a proper um, pre-season and maybe we can start seeing some much more attacking football. Yeah, it's I'm... been a funny season for everyone in this Premier League. The whole back-to-back seasons, no pre-season, COVID, get match after match after match. It's, it's a weird season. That's why you look at some of the crazy results we're getting. I agree. I mean, I, I, do, think, I do think that, you know, as I said, look, if, 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 if I got a job in management tomorrow with a team that was getting hammered, you know, not, not that we were getting hammered all the time, but a team that was bereft of confidence and losing... Everybody who knows anything about football will tell you, you you build from the back first. You stop stop losing, stop conceding goals. You get your defence sorted out and you build from there. That's the Wayne's worldview of football. But I happen to think yeah. it's, it's right. That's what he's doing. JK, our, our great pal Joe Tweeds, who uh, it's, it's like having a visitation from a, another worldly being, isn't it, occasionally? He's like a beam of light, really, Joe Tweeds, isn't he? And he kind of appeared. He kind of... Uh, you know, he kind of appeared as like an apparition in the WhatsApp group, didn't what, he? What I feel slightly embarrassed about on WhatsApp is that we put forward all these theories. And then and Joe comes in and makes and us look Joe stupid. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what, JK? I'm going to do it on the show, just like Joe T does on Joe Tweet does on what on our WhatsApp and you're group. Say, and it just so happens, look who I've got. And just here. look who I've got. Well, Joe appears. Pretend I'm a beam of light that is in fact Joe Tweeds. But he, 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 this was not in our WhatsApp group. This was something he said on Twitter, which I thought was fascinating. Which I want to run by you jk um you know he said passive first half pretty toothless shape protects those who need it but really inhibits how we attack lots of industry source to play sideways or backwards passing if we're going to defend with six or seven we can't afford to carry passengers up top now what i was particularly attracted to with that not just because it was the legend that is joe tweed the shape protects those who need it for me therein lies the problem that Tuchel has. He's having to play... A, I mean, he can't play four at the back because we know that we just don't have good enough defenders to play four in a four. So he has to play three, which I, means he I has dis- to play I wing dis- back. I disagree well, Okay, with tell me why then. We played four at the back and we kept seven clean sheets in a row. Mendy, Mendy didn't concede a goal for ages when he first joined. Who's your four at the back? Ah... Well, I basically, I what we had at the back before is you had um, Reese James at right back, you had Chilwell at left back, uh, you had Silver at centre half, uh, and you had Zuma. Now, obviously, Rudiger and Christensen have played very well, but they can't now, play in a back four. Ev- 
Well, yes, I, don't I understand think. that. No, well, well, that's fine. But who's to say um, that after their return to form, that they couldn't? Uh, we don't know because that, that position hasn't um, presented itself. But the, but the fact is that, yes, five at the back is... Um, is something that that helps our defence and help Frank with a couple of his best results when we played them. But funnily enough, when we played five at the back with Frank, we had a hell of a lot more attacking intent, um, which we haven't had. And with the best will in the world, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi is not uh, a wing-back, hmm. a right wing-back. And Reese James perhaps isn't a wing-back either. Um but he's better going forward from a defensive point of view. The, the fact is that, and I don't have to tell you this because we can see it every, every single game that we're playing, you know, at, at any given time, we've got seven defensive players on the field. And the irony, the irony of, of actually, I, and you and I both know, we all know this, the irony of having to play three at the back with, with wing backs, i.e. five at the back, is because you can't trust the two defensive midfielders, whichever combination he picks, to actually be able to protect the back three or four. Or more to the point, a back four, which then becomes basically a back two because your left and right back are usually stuck high up the field. That's why it's doing... Now, Dan did actually put his hand up. So, Dan, and then well, I'm going to go to... You asked me two questions and then everybody else... Oh, well, if, well, he, well, you and Dan sorted out between I yourselves. Interrupted. Yes. I apologise. Yes, yes, he did. No, I'm happy for Dan. What happened to the speaker? He went bloody AWOL, mate. When, when was the order the order when we needed it? Order. I know. People should have intervened. Well, Dan, do you want to it, wait for J.K. or do you want to no, leave Dan, him now? Dan, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'll, I'll, well, no, I'll... it's pretty much what, what Kate was saying about. I was going to mention about Callum Hudson Doyle being, you know, square peg round right. hole. I want. I want to um, talk about that in in the next bit. So let's let's yeah. part that for now, and then we'll get straight back into that. J.K., you're going to. Do, do you want to? You know, all I wanted to say was that in. I'm going to disagree with you slightly about saying that the midfield don't protect because Kante and Kante at the very end of the game when they had that break from the the bizarre free kick that uh, James took, which just goes to show how um, once again Tuchel absolutely bouncing up and down, nobody going for the ball at all from the free kick. They get the ball right up the other end. Brilliant, brilliant counter attack. Yeah. you've got to give it, give it. Well, no, United. I did, I did say the that they covered the counter attacks. I did, yeah, and Kante. Kante mocked up. Brilliant. And so, Kovacic did the same. Yeah, with him. Kante and Kovacic yeah. were, were fantastic. No, I, I mean, we are going to eulogise. We are going to eulogise them. Just to interpret in the same way Joe's, Joe's little bit of, of, you know, very interesting um, football prose that he always manages to create and makes me feel slightly humble thinking, God, I don't know what I'm talking about. But in, in essence, if you look at what he was saying, it's much the same, which is that, we're very good defending, and we and Clayton says we've got seven defenders. But the players up front, are, as we keep going on about, at the moment, for whatever reason, aren't good enough. They are not good enough. He and and I think this is what and Dan's put his finger up. And he's going to get in there, Mister Speaker. Okay, you, you're, you're giving way to the it. honourable gentleman again. I love it. It's not a case they're not good enough. They're just all absolutely shot of confidence. 
you know, you look at look no, at. But I don't, you know, I, I'll be going on about this all the time. Yeah, you listen, know, are you going to tell me that Alan Mays was shot of confidence? You're going to tell me that Joe Allen. He, he was, was when he heard you shouting at him every week. Yeah. Yeah. Was, no, no, it was. Who's that I call the wanker? That was Joe Allen. Joe Allen. Joe Allen. He still moans about actually, it on Twitter today. The horror of, of only seven thousand people being there at the bridge. When do you actually shout out? You know, <laughs> I hate you, Alan. And it actually echoes <laughs> around the ground, and everybody applauds. Everybody applauds you. You go, oh, hot, God, the, hot, the pool's the finest you're having a go at. <laughs> Dan, carry on. Yeah, I, I just think it's been, a, I keep going back to this, but it's been a hugely weird season. I mean, Havertz has had COVID and obviously massively affected him. All these young kids have come over in a, I know, in a but pandemic. Dan, Dan. Then when do we when when do we next say next season? I don't get people. There's, there's too much cancel culture writing players off so no, quickly. It's not, it's not cancel culture. So many players come and play and play well. And the, what? Why do we have tell to you be what, so, J.K. So forgiving? I tell can't you what, believe it. It's definitely not smiley culture. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I listen. I, so listen, good, so good. We, we, we've got too many square pegs in round holes. We need to find the right way for this team to fit in because Team Werner was. Phenomenal. Kai Havertz is highly rated. All, you know, all these players have got highly rated. We've had a, a broken team all season. Whatever happened, listen, after Frank starts going downhill, after that seven-game unbeaten run, something happened. There was some sort of catalyst behind the scenes. Maybe I don't know, because it all went very pear-shaped very quickly. Yeah, it was interesting, Frank's. the Reese James thing, with, with, with Joe writing on, um, yeah. on our WhatsApp, saying that there, he, he was very upset because uh, I just put his body language is peculiar because he seems to be facing our goal every time he receives the ball, which is what he was doing. So there was no possibility of going forward. Yeah. If you're facing our goal, you're obviously going to pass it back every time. And he yeah. said he said he's upset because yeah, well, um, okay. uh, no, the okay. players weren't making an More effort, the older players. So perhaps the older players are making an effort, but it, there's, perhaps there's a culture now where the younger players or the players who aren't used to playing. But this is size, this is all rumor. This is all rumor, yeah, and, and we can only go we can no. only go on what we see. And Come yeah. some Joe, Chid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, rumor. but it's not the main thing. The main thing is is the reality is, and I, I'll, I'll get you back in a second, Dan, because yeah. I'm really picking up on what you're saying here because I agree with you. I don't think it's it's it you know it's interesting actually that we we've I saw some stat not that we should all believe stats all the time as well as rumors on WhatsApp groups but we have actually we are still we are creating a lot uh, as much as, as some of the top creators in the league we're still not finishing them I think it's a lack of form not necessarily a lack of creativity and I, I and I well I I know he's shaking his head and he can sit and shake his head and I'll bring him in in a minute and he can explain why but Ziyech is stinking the place out for all the reasons that we've gone into. Pulisic is recovering from injury and is stinking the place out. Havertz is recovering from COVID and is stinking the place out. Werner's lost his confidence and is not playing in a system that suits him and is stinking the place out. So I think you've got almost a perfect storm, Dan, of, of, of shitness that's happening to our so-called creative players. Yeah, massive pile of shit. I mean, Havertz, I can't really judge. He's, he's barely kicked the ball for us to be really, you know, fairly judged on what he's done so far. You know, the team knows where the goal is. He just, he just again, we're not playing to his strengths. It's, it's kind of like a. He knows German where the Fernando goal is. He just doesn't know where the pitch is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, German Fernando Torres. You know, it's just <laughs> one of those things. I think ZH has been massively disappointing. You know, he put in two beautiful crosses, and that's all he's done. Pulisic looked a little bit more like his old self on on the weekend. A bit more kind of aggressive with his running. Um, we haven't got a striker scoring goals. Proper striker scoring goals. You know, there's a whole debate about. Tammy at the moment is he good enough is he not we, we we've got some supremely on paper talented players 
that need to find form and find form quickly. Yeah. Listen, right, right now this season is getting top four. Yeah. If it means another seven one nil wins, then so be it. I don't care. Yeah. You know, if we, if we want any chance of getting players like Harland, yeah. Yeah. we have to get top four. Totally agree with that. Now, come on, Clayton, why are you shaking your head at me? Because what's his, what's the expression? Statistics and damn lies. Yeah. So and the, and the, the Chelsea the, fan cast. Yeah. Well, the, the the point is that before this weekend, I think um, league games, six league games that he's had, we were top with shots on target, which I find absolutely extraordinary. But it was all explained away yesterday because. We had, in the second half, we had at least three shots on target. If they were from Kovacic, they were actually really statistically back passes. But that's exactly the point. All of these, if you think about it, the last, or just the games that Tuchel's been in charge, how many how many really good saves have opposition keepers had to make? None. Well, Dejer made no, one from Ziyech, ironically, didn't he? Yeah. Well, they hit it at him, to be we're fair. Not, we're not working Well, he didn't actually hit it at him. I actually think Ziyech did exactly the right thing. He actually kicked it from the opposite direction it was coming, which is what the keeper wouldn't have expected. But after that, we had a back pass from Asby. We had a back pass from Cover. We had a back pass from Mount. It was just, you know, we, we've had this discussion a thousand times. You know, Cover would be just about one of the best midfield players in the world if he could shoot, which he can't. And I find it astonishing. He's so skillful. But one of the other things which which we're, we're missing here is the fact that we're not scoring goals and the forward players are not scoring goals, okay? That at the moment, we can't work out any sort of rhythm with any of them. I mean, the fact that none of them play more than four games in a row cannot help. Mm. But what what we also need to take into account is the fact that our midfield don't score any goals, not one. And also, back in the day, you could always guarantee that JT or Cahill would score at least half a dozen goals in a season. Christensen, if if my memory is correct, has never scored for us. Uh, and Rudiger, I, th- I, w- I funnily enough, I was at Leicester when he scored yeah, two headers. Too, yeah. um, but you know, so that 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 fantastic ball that was put in by Rhys James for that free kick. No, no, you know, attacked it five years ago. JT Cahill would have. Fucking nailed it. Louise. Even Zima. Zima's got five yeah, goals this yeah, season. Yeah. Absolutely. You're quite right, Dan. Yeah. yeah. So he, we're not getting goals from anywhere. anywhere. I know. Now, JK, I mean, I, I, you know, we can talk about the players to the cows come home. I, I also uh, wonder, you know, whether this is a bit systemic. And this is a point that I want to pick up later. In fact, actually, what I'm going to do when we go to part two in a minute, I'm going to I'm going to start with this because it would it would follow on from what we're saying now much better, I think. But over and above the players not being informed for the various reasons, I do think there's something systemic about this. It seems to me that you know our main thrust of attack that Tuchel's got at the moment is is really trying to get things going down the wings uh, with the wing backs. <laughs> Uh, which means crosses, which is great if you've got Giroud 
in there, but only when he connects with the ball, rather than missing it like he did. Werner and Pulisic or anybody like that, they're not going to get on the end of crosses. Now, the other thing is, is that opposition teams have figured this out already within three or four matches and are now, United did it, they pushed their wing-backs up onto our wing-backs. This is why Chilwell really didn't go forward much because he was too busy trying to defend against Luke Shaw, I think it was, or, or was it Wan-Bissaka, whoever it was. They pushed their... Southampton did it as well. Atletico defended with six at the back to negate the threat from our flank. Um, we don't do any play between the lines, which, of course, is meat and drink to a great player like Werner. You don't get any balls going between the lines. So is it any wonder we don't actually create anything? And the other thing that occurred to me is a point that I, I made in the script, but Dan picked up as well. It seems really odd to me that arguably one of our potentially most creative players, which is, you know, Hudson Adoy, who on his day, and if he's told to or whatever, can actually beat a player with individual skill and brilliance and, and crack off a good shot. I wonder if his creativity is being sacrificed by putting him at a wing bank, wing back where he then gets taken off because they're worried about the threat that United are posing and his inability to defend that. That's basically why James came on. Sorry, lot in there, mate. Yeah, huge, huge, I, amount, huge amount. Pick a number, pick anyone. Let him have a go. Hang on, Dan, hang on, Dan. Let, let him just come back to me on that. Well, I, I, I don't think Adoy's been, been bad, though, Chich. I think Adoy's been coping. I thought he was great first half. Again, I was yeah, surprised I that he got he, taken off. Well, I, I, but I, I understand it was because of the defensive issue. That's why. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But then, the, as we said, there's something wrong with James completely. That um, you know, because example, the Zayek um, shot that we mentioned, the ball came straight out from De Gea's um, uh, uh, pad out, whatever, just instinctive save, and he took a touch and immediately was 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 uh, was broke was was um, closed down when. He should just have blasted it into the goal. You know, it's this. There's a kind of safety first thing, which I wonder is, as uh, um, you know, a residue from 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 a previous setup or something system, or something has happened to. to we talked about it. Something's happened to James. I'm sorry. I keep going on about James. I was bitterly disappointed by the way he played. But um, uh, no, I I I, I just. I, I can't work out. I mean, I think we're completely, we've talked about it, completely hamstrung by the inability of any of these players to shoot. And I just think it's personnel. And I even think, uh, um, I don't know if, 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 if I mean, you, I think you gave a very, a very um, sweet way out for Pulisic there because um, saying he's getting back to his best, I'm not seeing anything anything near is is oh, a lot more aggressive on the weekend running at players well but still it, we, you know we the, the previous performance was um the previous uh, um, version of him was was brilliant completely brilliant i don't yeah. think he's got but anywhere think, near that this season he's no he's no, no well, nobody there. has no place yeah. i think that's no. interesting that Tuchel said about playing a doyle on the left yet he, but they can't do it yet because they haven't got the balance which is kind of weird if you got you know if he wants him to play wing back, he's the best person to play at right back, isn't he? Who else would he put there? He'd have yeah. to play James from the beginning. If he doesn't want to play James from the beginning because he wants a winger. Though having said that, you know, James is obviously really swift, but and and, and a better defender. But he wants the sheer the sheer pace of a doy. Yeah, probably, and then know, he takes him off because quicker. he can't defend. Yeah, yeah well, indeed. which is fucking yeah. stupid, frankly. Yeah. 
Um, Clayton, who is definitely not fucking stupid, frankly. He's fucking brilliant. Uh, you did have your hand up, old bean. Yeah, I, I just want to go back to what Jonathan was saying. I don't disagree with anything Jonathan has said, but the, the simple fact of the matter is that how can you expect strikers to do anything if nothing is created for well, them? Yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, no, that's, that's completely true. I mean, Giroud, no, okay. I Giroud, for Giroud in that instance, because it's all very well saying, yes, he is immobile, but we do know that he can score fabulous headers if you give him something to get on the end of, and there isn't anything. I agree. Absolutely. I, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, and as much as you have a go at Werner, um, Werner needs to feed off things. Yeah. Pulisic needs to feed off yeah. things. We, we, we just don't well, well, have... Balls between the lines, mate. That's we don't what have they the ammunition. We're, we're just well, not doing it. I've got a, I've got a bright, as I've got a brave and cunning plan, Mister B. <laughs> I've got a brave and cunning plan, but you're gonna have to wait till part two to find it out. But then I promise we will start with that. Now, a couple of quick shout outs uh, before we go to a break. Uh, first of all, uh, CFC UK uh, is in the process of being printed, as our dear leader announced on Twitter today. Uh, what's your, what's your piece on uh, Clayton? Uh, do you know what it's called? I don't know. It's called Bored. Yours is called Bored? Yes. Bored, bored, bored. Even mindless violence is boring today. And and it sort of basically, it just says I'm just bored. Fair enough. Bored well, with, with, with everything. Mine, mine picks up on, on Tony's wonderful, wonderful rant last week. Uh, it was well-timed because I had no idea what I was going to write about. And actually, un- unlike me, I managed to deliver it to DJ before six on Friday evening. Usually it's Great. like, I know, very unlike me, but it's called Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> which pretty much sums it up as well. It's going to be a really happy read for all of you CFC UK sub- subscribers. And of course, you can't get it at the match, obviously. We're, I'm bored, bored of telling you why, but you can get it digitally at cfcuk.net. Or you can actually get a proper copy by emailing cfcuk at gate17.co.uk. Pay a couple of quid per issue, which includes the first part, uh, first, clo- first class postal delivery, if I can get my teeth in. And I do believe you can get it on, a, on an app called Match Day Digital. I, I would commend it to you. The quality of writing and writers in there is just unbelievable. Uh, now, I've got an almost drumroll moment here. Um, those of you amongst us may remember I had a quick chat with the lovely Chelsea in America people not so long ago. Because somebody in Mixler was saying, why don't you bloody well do the fannies at the moment? Well, there's a reason that we don't. The fannies, for those of you who can't remember, were um, we used to do every week a man of the match, uh, a chant of the match, and a Guinness and a celery moment. And we would get you all to vote on them. And it was a lot of work for me to do every show, which is why I very quickly found that out and stopped doing them. But they were great fun. And it's funny how people won't let it lie. Um, So... um, the reality is, I thought, okay, fair enough. Uh, chant of the match is a bit redundant at the moment, seeing that none of us are there. Although I do come up with funny little ditties, which I share with the WhatsApp group. You know, if you remember my uh, uh, my one of the weekend, risk-free wherever we may be, we're Tommy Tuchel's Chelsea. We don't give a fuck as long as we don't concede, because we are the risk-free CEFC. Anyway, uh, so it's redundant, a bit like my songwriting, really, at the moment. But we, we can have a man of the match, uh, we can have a Guinness moment. Uh, Guinness moment, of course, being a moment of sublime skill, which makes you feel slightly sexual, if you will remember that. And we can have celery. So, you know, like Giroud's goal against Atletico Madrid would have been a classic Guinness moment. It made me go, ooh, in a quite a sexual way. 
salary moments, of course, are moments of comedy, either on or off the pitch, or a moment of unbridled proper Chelseaness. So from the Madrid match, it could have been uh, Rudiger, you know, threatening to, you know, rip Suarez's heart out and crap through the hole for pinching his inner thigh, you know. You know, something that's kind of real redolent of proper Chelsea or just downright silly and funny on or off the pitch. That's a salary moment. So what I've decided to do is we're going to do them once a month. That's why I'm mentioning it on tonight's show because it's the 1st of March. It's the first week of the month. So the first week of April will be the first show we do in the first week of April. We will reveal what the ma- the, the man of the month is the man of the match for the month is so basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to get you to nominate uh and we'll have a chat about it too um you know man of the match for each match that we play and then we'll figure out who the best players of the month have been and we'll put a little poll up on twitter and patreon and discord and wherever and then we get you to vote on it and we'll do the same if you could you know just just send them through to patreon discord twitter you know how to get hold of us you just let us know any salary moments over the month any guinness moments over the month and again i'll do them as a poll on twitter patreon discord and the website uh, at the end of the month and then we can announce them at the beginning of the month because i am all heart and i listen to our listeners and i give the people what they want gentlemen what do you think jk I think you are the most all heart person I am I've come across in my life. Actually. I'm all I'm all heart. You have the hugest heart. In heart. You, you there are the, the valves just the, of your heart pumping, the, mate. Are, Blue we blood. See, we, we can see them. We can see them pumping away. There is an outline of them on your chest, which you show to us on regular occasions. I do. Dan, are you up for this? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, how, tell you what. I hope we score some goals. There. It's going to be. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, there's no goal of the month. We've yeah. scrapped that one anyway. No, so yeah. it's like it's like kind of man of the match, but over over a month in the making, I think. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, good, good to see the celery and the git. Should you just give it to Mount all the time at the moment? So I can't really see what we're doing. Don't, don't reveal my devious ways. Oh, okay. uh, celery and Guinness moments back, Clayton. Nobody can dis- disagree with that, surely. No, absolutely not. I'm my, the one I'm looking forward to the most is chant of the match. Well, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Anyway, on that lovely, you know what we could do. We could chant. We could do some. I think at the moment, Chidge's Chidge's out off the autobahn thing. Oh right? yes, what? yes, yeah, yes. He's what? I can't even remember it now. He's a tuchel and he knows no. he is. I don't know. He's that. a trainer and it's understood. I, I, I on Twitter, you know, I, we got Tommy Tuchel, I, I, yeah, the earth, wind and fire. Yeah, okay, again, yeah, yeah, about yeah. as original as one of my farts, mate. I know, but still, hey, you know, oh, Why do they just rip good. off? Anyway, whatever. Let's not get it down that alley. Part two coming up right in a minute. Der einzige Markt für das, was jetzt und in der Zukunft wertvoll ist. Die neuesten Sneakers, Kleidung, Elektronik, Sammlerstücke und vieles mehr. Alles hundertprozentig geprüft und authentisch. Mit StockX hast du Zugang zu Millionen von Produkten, die ausverkauft oder schwer zu finden sind. Und alle für den Preis, den sie wirklich wert sind. Denn wir alle sollten das kriegen, was wir gerne haben möchten. StockX – Zugang zu aktuellen Trends. Finde, was du brauchst auf stockx.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys 
on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Now, welcome back. This is uh, the Chelsea Fancast, of course. Uh, and it's uh, your Uncle Chidge, Stanford Chidge here. Uh, I've got Jonathan Kidd with me. Whoop. Yeah. Uh, we've also got the delightful Clayton Beerman. Hello. And the equally delightful Mr. The Right Honourable Dan Silver. The Honourable Gentleman, in fact. Yeah. Don't about honourable gentlemen, but good evening anyway. Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan and his honourable gentleman, even. Yeah. Anyway, right, we were having a right old ding-dong in part one. We're going to carry on having a right old ding-dong in part two. Um, but we're going to pick up on, on this issue about creativity, because I've got an idea, people. And this is going to be the tenet of my uh, Football London piece this week. Now, the people on Discord know this, because I, I shared it with them yesterday. But I do think the the, the biggest problem that we have is... We've got an issue in midfield. Um, we've got some adequate and we have some great defensive midfielders, I think. But we don't have anybody really capable of making defence splitting passes or, or linking defence to attack or servicing the attackers. Not in the, the sexual way that that sounds. Uh, although maybe that might be better. Uh, in Tuchel's system, the only real attacking service, as we were saying, is coming from the wing-backs. There's nobody, you know, making passes or attacking between the lines. So I wonder, and this is something I mentioned actually during Frank's tenure, when he was looking at all the number eights he said he had, and we had that big argument about what is a four, what is a six, and what is an eight, and what is a ten. But I wonder if Tuchel might be better served moving Mount back with. I would say Kante, but you know we know that he, he, you know you you can perm one from Kante, Kovacic, and Jorginho, but Mount and one of those, so make Mount one of the double sixes. And the reason I suggest that is because you know Mount can do anything. That's because he's such a good player. But he can you know he can tackle, he can press, he can track back, he can pass, he can shoot, he can score sometimes. He's disciplined and he can play box to box. So if you had you know, Kante, for example, and Mount as your double sixes, Mount's going to get forward more. And when he does get forward more, he's got more capability to beat a man or do a defence-splitting pass or shoot and score than any of Kante, Kovacic or Gigi or Jorginho. And, I mean, also, the other thing is, if you do that and he still wants to play his, his, his 3-4-2-1 uh, formation... He can, he can. That's maybe when we might get the best out of Havertz. You've got Havertz and Werner behind Giroud or, or Tammy, and maybe the system suddenly begins to look a bit more impressive. Who would like first uh, strike me down on that one? Who's looking? Actually, they're all looking asleep, let alone bored. Yeah, Dan's, Dan's away. Dan's off. Yeah, there is zero. Oh, I put my finger up. He's not being polite. Yeah, you, you interrupted oh, the honourable gentleman. Oh, God. He's he put up the finger. He's put up. That's an interesting <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this one. You saw oh, this then, between Dan, yourself. I, I let me think. My point is zero creativity. Oh, for Cesc Fabregas in this team. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what do you think about Mount playing there, Dan? No. <sighs> I think Mount gives us more with the press because energy. You know, he's the sort of player that you know, he, he'll non-stop running. He tackles. He does. Yeah. He's a he's a complete midfielder. We need Are somebody with creative eyes. Are you trying to make make him play ninety minutes both in defence and attack and in goal? And, and a striker. No, I just think I just think. No, hang on a minute. I'm just looking at this holistically, and I'm looking at all the players that we've got. We've got a massive over 
pro- well, I've got a problem with too many kind of number ten type players. All right, which you can't all fit in. And okay, I know most of them are hopelessly out of form. But if you look at it, if you, you come on, we've all watched football long enough to know the big problem is the gap that we have between defensive midfield and attack. Nobody is linking it. Dan makes a brilliant point with Fabregas. Fabregas is everything that Jorginho is not capable of being, as well as being all the things that Jorginho is, as in somebody who can't run or tackle. But, you know, Fabregas would score goals and he would he would do defence splitting passes. I think Mount can do that role and have the energy. You know, he, he can link defence with attack, which is what good midfielders are supposed to do. And he can transition with the ball, can move with the ball as well, which is yeah. fantastic. He can run from deep, you know. Can he, he hit, just... I mean, I mean... Has, can he hit a long 50-yard pass over the top, though? Yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. I've seen him do would it loads that, of times. Would that mean that Kovacic didn't play? Yeah, so be it. Okay. This is always going to be collateral damage with players. You know, like, you know, digressing slightly. If Tammy goes, Tammy goes. It's a club. There's general people come, people go. We, we haven't got anybody come pick a lock. You're if you've got to, a low block. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say if that. Are we allowed to say that now without being attacked? Will you be attacked on Twitter now? I'll, I'll, def- am, I'll defend it's, him. I'll defend him. If, there's, if we play against a team the low block, we, we're literally sideways, sideways, sideways. You can't get through. We need somebody who can unpick a pass to benefit the players that we've got. Yeah, let's maybe Havertz is a man who can do all these, un, you know, we defense keep, well, passes. You were talking about earlier. I keep thinking Havertz is the man, surely. Based well, that's on, maybe why. That was I mean, the man who we some... bought, but but for whatever reason, it's not happening, is it? So. Well, listen, Havertz is a complete anomaly to everything else. He's, he's hardly played a game. He's had COVID. He's really struggled with it. And then he got injured. So I think to write Havertz off or to even give a fair assumption of his performance is really harsh on the lad yeah. so Cl- far. Clayton, what, what do you reckon to my idea? Um, no. No. Um, I knew you were going to say no. that. I was going to say, I bet no. he says no. No. No, because I, I think you lose too much elsewhere. He is so fantastic at running at people um, to sort of hide him at the back there so that he can do... I don't think you're going to keep him stuck there. He'll move. But then once again, he'd be playing... But then then you're sort of taking away the the point of putting him there in the first place if he's going to move. I don't think... I think think he can't help himself. I do think that the, the, the biggest thing, as you correctly say... Well, Dan correctly said his habits. You know, um, we, you'd have to think that he's going to make an appearance in the next couple of games. Um, he'll definitely play against Chef U in the cup. Um, and when that goes from there, whether he plays on Thursday night, I'm not sure. I think we'll play a pretty similar side on Thursday. I don't know, but Habits has got to be that player. That's why we bought him. And what I didn't know um, is that... Uh, I think somebody in the Athletics said that that Roman was was quite instrumental in getting him at the club. And if that's the case, then he's not going anywhere in the summer. Um, you know, and, and we have got a player who can play the most outrageous balls. Um, but he seems to be so off the pace. I don't actually discount the fact that he's already, uh, and I'm doing quotes, left the club in his head. And that's um, Hakim Ziyech. Because you, you, there are very, very few players in football that can hit a ball like him. But just watching him, his whole body language stinks, and I just, I, I don't know whether he just thinks, nah, I'm, I'm not, have, I'm not having this, um, and he, and he's going to be off. 
weird, isn't it? Is the the, the wand-like, magician-like qualities that uh, we saw vaguely at the beginning and he displayed against us for Ajax seem to be completely missing. He, even in the, the space he gets to deliver a pass, he's giving the ball away too much. He was hopeless yesterday. Yeah, he, he was, was absolutely hopeless. hopeless. He could get giving the ball away. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't fight. I tell, I tell you, I actually wanted to raise this, and it's actually quite quite interesting. If you look at him, if you look at um, Werner, and the little that we've seen of Havertz, they they won't go in for a 50-50. You watch the next time you see, Werner never goes in for a 50-50. Now, I'm not saying as, as a forward that that's a, that has to be a big part of your game, but if you're going to be a forward in the, in the Premier League, there has to be some physicality, and there isn't any. Um, Ziyech, similar. I don't know. I, I, that's just a, a personal observation. Pulisic does. Oh, I didn't mention him. I didn't say he was one. No, that no, doesn't. no. But I'm just thinking it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're looking at the kind of players that we're talking about. Yeah. But actually, I mean, I, I mean, we talked about it earlier on. I, I. I I, I do think that a lot of what's going on with Pulisic is mental and it's the it's the fear of the hammy going again because he was so good last year. And again, one of the things I liked about him was not just his immense skill, but his immense energy and effort. You know, he would put his foot in. He would give it 100%. He's, he was a wonderful player last year. Um, anyway, well, you know, thankfully for everybody out there, number one, I still will be writing this article in spite of what you've all said. And secondly, I'm also not Tommy Tuchel, so it's not up to me what happens. But I I just think sometimes you've got to look uh, at what the best solution is for what you've got around you. And I think given the hopelessness of a lot of the stuff around us, that might be solution, the solution even, JK. But indeed, I don't think that it's he, the team is playing by his design. I don't think that they're deliberately defensive and are just failing to get shots in or play well. I think he is attempting to get the defence to work and the forwards to score, obviously, because he wants to win. It just isn't working for him. As is, uh, it's, as what? Mani- it's what? It's not working for him, Jim. As is manifested by his constantly bouncing up and down on the touchline and, uh, well, and and shouting at everybody. I think he likes to do that, and, I, and I'm going to let you into a little secret. One of the f- most favourite things I ever directed, I used to direct a lot of live studio TV, as you know, so I'd be, I'd get to be in a gallery, and of course it's well-named gallery, because I, as you could imagine, got to play to the gallery, which would have the vision mixer and assistant director, assistant, all these people in there. I had a whole whole crew to show off in front of. And, of course, I desperately wanted to be in the programme, so we're very kind of football and laddie. So the way I used to direct these studio live studio programmes was I, would, I wouldn't sit down. I'd be leaping up and down. I would be metaphorically kicking every ball or saying every gag that I'd written. And if, if the presenters hadn't said it right, I'd shout in their ear. And, as you know, I'm quite loud. You could actually hear me through you know, on the talk back through their earpieces. I was so fucking loud. I mean, and I was terrible. I was as animated and excited as Tuchel is. So I'm not so going to criticise him for that. Are you, no, but are, are you saying... I'm, I'm not criticising him at all for that. I'm just saying... Didn't that say that you were. Good. Didn't say you uh, were. Well, why did you say they used that word? Because I just said it. That's why. <laughs> said it. All right. All right. <laughs> no, but I, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think from what, what I'm deducing from what you said, from from 
looking at the the gist of what you were saying then yes. i don't think he's bouncing up and up and down he's, on he's side frustrated to, mate. to attract attention to himself he's just like that you, I think. as you were clearly doing i think he's like but well, me me never no but i think i think he's just like that he's an i like him i like that passion he gets really angry and cross with it no, he's really into he's i like it about somehow that that this is this is the team is in his image He's hardly been there. It's not working the way he wants yeah, it to work. The way he's made it start working is by making the defense. But I, th- I think he said. Funny. I think he said something really interesting in the post-match presser along the lines of, you know, he's quite an emotional. He's very un-German in that respect. He's quite emotional. He wears his heart on his sleeve, so he'll, he'll shout and scream at somebody and be really foul. But he he will make it up with people quite quickly. I don't think he's he's not a grudge merchant. He kind of like he's, it's all it's all very out and very direct. Um, I'm going to move on because talking about the midfield, we we can't. Well, hang on a minute. Steve just says I'm not sure Chidge likes Tuchel. I've just been absolutely saying how much I love him. How can how can I? I mean, possibly be. I think Steve's taking the piss. That's... No, I agree with Steve. I think the way the conversation's been going recently, actually, about I, I like him. I told you, I think he's great. Anyway, I was actually kind of almost saying I identify with him because I. I anyway, whatever. Uh, we can't really do this show without applaud. Actually, before we do that, I, I also have to another applaud it for Tuchel was the way he categorically got in that horrible old Gollum's face and told him to fuck off about the penalty decision. He had an yeah. absolute go at Solskjaer. And oh. frankly, you should have chinned him, but I know you get sent off if you do that. But he he wouldn't have any crap from him. And I think somebody needs to tell that pound shop, Fergie, to fuck right off. And I'm glad it was too cool. Anyway, we can't do this show without bigging up Kante and Kovacic because I thought they were absolutely superb yesterday. I really do. If you have one of them replaced, you'd bring, uh, you'd bring Mountain instead, you just In said. the future, in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think given given our fears on Friday about what United might do to Jorginho if he played. I mean, for all of their faults going forward, and yes, they are joint and several, we know that, but I thought their tenacity in the press and the tackle was superb. I thought the way that they... I mean, even Gary Neville was going on about it, the the, the quick tempo of both sides, but a lot of that for us was down to Kante and Kovacic. I mean, I know they can't create or score, but what they do do, they do very, very, very well, Dan. Oh, yeah, superb. Bicante was back to his imperious best, particularly as JK mentioned earlier, that little interception towards the end of the game. We just bring away, just cause get, oh, panicky, but oh no, Kante's there. It must have appeared from nowhere. You know, he's, he's he's not the player he was, but he's still a very, very good player. Mm. Really good. And the way the way Kovacic travels with the ball, and just so comfortable. There's times when he's down the other end, and he's like twisty and saying, like, oh Christ, don't get up. And he's suddenly. He's created a yard of space, yeah. found a pass, and we're trying to break away. I think I'm a big fan of Kovacic. I know he's a bit marmite on on social media, uh, but I, I think he's really good. And as, as Clay said earlier, if he, if he could have a final pass to a shot, he'd be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, really, that those those two give us a lot of protection. But you know, Kante, I mean, the humblest, nicest man in football. I think. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, Clayton, do you want to offer anything up on Kanto Kovacic that we haven't already said? No, I, I think I think you've uh, you've covered it. One one thing I did actually when we were talking about our lack of goals and all the rest of it, how fucking shit were our corners yesterday? <sighs> yeah, they were. Oh, short short corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you got Oli Giroud, one of the best headers in the game, and you play the ball short and you lose the ball. Yeah, what 
I know. I mean, no wonder. I mean, they probably work brilliantly on the training ground. Yeah, yeah. They were I, weird esque, weren't they? I, oh, well, I, I love oh, it. I, I listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna relearn German just so I can, you know, imagine that in my dreams that I'm talking to Tommy Tuchel from now on because I, I love the German language. I actually love the German people. I think they're they get a very bad rap. They're they're very funny and emotional, passionate people. And I think Tuchel's a fine example of that. Now, uh, again, talking of Tuchel, this has got a lot to do with Tuchel. I think we, we were talking very much in part one, weren't we, about how defensively solid that we've become. And it's certainly something that he's done very, very well. I mean, you know, two goals conceded in nine games and one one of them a bloody own goal, which was ridiculous. So one really from open play, as it were, is really, really good. Rudiger, as, who, who all of us would have had out of the club as soon as look at him, has been a revelation at, at, as a left centre-back. Christensen, again, another one who I would have had out of the club as soon as look at him, has looked a, a really really classy centre back in a three. I mean he's he's been I mean if you'd have said to us we wouldn't have silver available for United, we'd have shat our pants and um, and they didn't get a sniff and a lot of that was down to him. And he's looked and again against Atletico Madrid as well. I mean he's been superb. Uh even Aspie, uh, you know, as a right centre back, we know what a great player he is and uh, I mean he's I mean he's now he's equalled Eddie Max appearances, I think, hasn't he, JK? Oh, passed it yeah. by one. Passed it by one. Yeah, but he looks good in a in a three and as a right centre back. He, his pay, lack of pace is not as exploited as much. So you know you've got to say uh, Tuchel's coaching and organisation defensively has has to be applauded. And I, I don't think we should be churlish about that. I mean, one question I would have, J.K., is that, and maybe this is a bit churlish. I mean, they do say they do say it's yeah. a lot easier to coach defending than it is to coach creating. Who says that? People say. I suppose you that you you have to be very disciplined and regimented. But I think, as Tuchel has said, he likes the 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 discipline in every area, didn't he? Say in one of his um, uh, interviews that uh, it's all about uh, repetition, and then everybody learns it. Like so a song. There is obviously, yeah, indeed. I think he mentioned it was like a he song. He did. Didn't yeah. So um, I think we've got a lot. There's there's more to come from the man. I mean, we once must keep reiterating here that. Um, how many games has it been? Nine. Five weeks. He's yeah. been at the club five, five weeks. Yeah. Five yeah. weeks? That long? Why haven't yeah. we won the Champions League yet, for Indeed. God's sake? Goodness Indeed. me. I think, I think I... you'll find that basically a certain Brendan Rogers said that to Jose Mourinho after C- Stevie G slipped. He said, it's easy to coach defence. Ah, I think that's what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, uh, clearly it isn't because uh, we struggled for the last couple of years and if it was yeah. that easy, then I think we'd have been doing it. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I think what he's done with the side defence, as I said earlier on, all good managers will do that when they come into a new side, particularly one that's lacking in confidence and is leaking goals and is looking shambolic. You sort the defence out first. Mourinho's great teams, JK, built on great defences. He may not have had any option. He may have looked yeah. at the team and thought, bloody hell, this, they can defend well, but they None of them can actually attack. Yeah. It may be that he's been forced into that. Well, the thing is, he's got to stay in his job, and he knows that. I think what's really interesting about Tuchel... i tell you what I like most about him. And actually, this is interesting in, in the wider context. He is clearly a massive, massive pragmatist. 
I was quite just, you know, dramatic pause. We, we were all about to throw a word in there for you. Yeah, I know. I was, I was almost inviting you to. I was yeah. invite, inviting the drive, as it were, yeah, like a yeah. like like a Jimmy Anderson. But when you started swinger. with the PR, I thought, oh my god, what's no, this? no, he, he's a massive, massive pragmatist, and I love that because I think you need pragmatism in football. One of the things I hated most about Sarri was the man was completely not pragmatic. He would whatever the pragmatic decision was, he would not take it. Which is why we, 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 we lost matches we shouldn't have lost, you know. And he I had love an enormous plan, didn't he? Well fuck the plan if the plan's not gonna work, you know. And that's what pragmatism does. And I think Tuchel's a massive pragmatist. The thing is though, he and I like I like the fact that he's coming and he knows, he knows that he's got to win stuff. He knows that he's got to reach top four. He knows if he doesn't win stuff, he's going to get the sack. He's come into it with his eyes wide open. And I kind of like that about him. But here's the thing, people. Even though, you know, he's got us organised with defending well and all the rest of it, we're still only fifth, you know. That result did us no bloody favours whatsoever. We got loads. Hang on a minute. We got loads of matches coming up uh, this week, so I think Everton can go ahead of us tonight. In fact, if they no, they can't. They're they're, they're on forty points, so we still we'll still be fifth tonight. But we've got. I mean, I think top four is not going to be easy. Basically, this is the whole point I'm trying to make. You know, it's going to be one of or two of us, Leicester. Uh, well, for for the three places. Because let's assume City are going to run away with the title. You've got us, Leicester, United, West Ham, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs. I think all capable of getting into the top four. Uh, disagree. Well, OK, yeah, that's too. fine. But you can wait yeah. and then you can disagree with me when I finish. I Leicester will implode because they've got too many injuries. They are, they are a worry. But you know what I mean? This is not plain sailing. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of teams, cap- because of the weird season as well, there's a lot of teams capable of getting into that top four. So my question is going back to his pragmatism is consistency and getting some consistency in a season where very few clubs are consistent and picking up points more important than the performances at the moment 100% I said said yesterday it's not been enjoyable but it's, it's winning football that's all that matters right now we have we have to have to get top 4 Tommy Tuchel leaves top 4 to get an extended contract so right now I, it's not enjoyable to watch but we're winning or not losing rather. So that right now, all he's got to do is continue this way. You know, if we come out of the next two games with, you know, four points, which is possible, I don't think we'll lose to Liverpool. We'll come to that next. And I think I think it's us, Liverpool. Leicester will probably capitulate because they've got so many players out. Spurs yeah. are going to probably focus on the Europa League. Yeah. West Ham haven't got the experience to stay in there. And Everton, inconsistent as well. So we, we have a very good chance of getting top four. Yeah, I think we will easily, Dan. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I think. Can I just make a point quickly? We, it's interesting how in a week we we've gone from what a brilliant performance against Atletico to what is the problem with this team, and and so uh, I think we still might have. Uh, obviously, the, the game against Atletico at home is going to be you know enormous, but I, I still think we may have legs to getting even further in the. Yeah. Um, well, Atletico is uh, perfect for us because they absolutely. have to they have to come out and absolutely. we can counter them absolutely because he can't come here and sit back. I mean, Atletico game was it was it was a. It was a good win. It wasn't a great performance. We, we controlled it, but you know it was a typical uh, Simeone game, hoping to catch on the break. We, we controlled it. I think, it very I well think Simeone people. dropped an absolute bollock in that. I really I do. Did, yeah. Defending with six at the back. What's he on about? But that's, that's what, what he does. Yeah, but he could that's have taken us. To, if he'd have tried, he could have taken us to the cleaners, and we all know it. But you remember when when we played there in the semi final, 
you know, and, and Czech went off injured. And was he it, was it nil, 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 was it, nil It was nil-nil, wasn't it? It was yeah. nil-nil. Schwarzer came on. And, and they bossed it at our place. Yeah, because he knows, you know, if we would have drawn nil-nil that night, he would have been absolutely delighted because he knew you scored one goal at Stamford Bridge and that makes it virtually impossible against yeah. their defence. You know, that, 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 and it nearly worked. It nearly worked. I, 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 I sort of, the top four is going to be very difficult, but the point is, I think that we play against every single one of our direct rivals. So that's why yesterday's, yeah, that's why yesterday's result was so disappointing. Yeah. I mean, we're playing against Liverpool, who are a point behind us. Then we're playing against Everton, who are going to be three points behind us. I mean, we've got to win those games. Mm. You know, you can shove your pragmatism wherever you want it. You know, we have to win those games. Pragmatism will get a beat not to lose to Liverpool because they don't go above us. And then we have to beat Everton. Because I think, you know, Liverpool... But if, if we then draw against Liverpool, which I don't think is beyond the realms of possibility, you know, you were looking at us having taken three out of nine points. But and let everybody else being, catch us up. If it'd be still no worse off the teams above us, which is what we're chasing. So listen, I think West Ham won't have the balls to do it. If Antonio gets injured, they'll struggle. They don't score many goals and they haven't got the mentality or the experience to do it. Spurs, I think, are probably going to focus more on winning the Europa League because that gets them to the Champions League. They beat, they beat, they beat Burnley. You know, it was getting covered. Oh, I know. That, that, was, that was absolute wankfest. You know, yeah. Bale was back to his best. Oh, yeah, he scored against two goals against Burnley. Well done. Yeah, I mean, fact, fact is that Burnley conceded a goal after two minutes, which completely negates their entire game plan. And they, they, yeah. they you know, they, then, you know, Liverpool will, prob- will probably recover, I'd um, imagine, once they get a couple of players back. I, I think we're, we're good for top four. Well, I mean, what I'll Playing... Yeah, sorry, go on, Dad. Go on. Sorry. I think we're good for top four, but it's going to be, it's going to be turgid and. Not exciting. Yeah, and that's what we have to. You know, it's kind of both ways. As we said at the start of the show. I think. I think somewhere between you and Clayton, I, I, I the, the true path lies, perhaps, because, you know, I think beating Liverpool, we would be four points above them. Everton have played two. Well, they're playing tonight. I don't know what the score is at the moment. They're one nil up. They're one nil up. Well, let's assume they beat Southampton. They'll be one point behind. Everybody us. else has, apart from yeah. us. But they'll be one point behind <laughs> us. They'll be one point behind us with a game in hand. Spurs are six points, sorry, five points behind us. And they've got a game in hand. Villa are five points behind us and they've got two games in hand. So there's a lot, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of lot of teams in the mix here. So I think, it's, you know, yes, we need some consistency, but I think we we need to be, you know, picking up points against the people who are, as Clayton is indicating, competing with us for those top four spaces. I mean, I take your point, Dan, in that drawing against them means that they're they're not, not neither of us are better off, or, but neither of us are worse off. But I think if we start beating some of these teams, then we're going to put some clear blue water yeah. between us and them. And Absolutely. we really and we really need to do that, I think. Now I mean, talk- the other sorry, Chief, the other sorry, thing mate. is when was the last time we had a really big win? Well, in terms of goals scored or just they beat No, wins. I'm talking about in terms of beating a Liverpool or Manchester United or Manchester City. Oh, we beat Spurs, I suppose. I said a big team. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. We said today. Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I, no, but I'm talking in about the, league. In the Premier League. 
I just, we have. We I can't remember the last time. Record against them was appalling against yeah. the top clubs. Oh, it was Man, beating Man City to uh, to gift Liverpool the league. That that was the last time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, but right. the league was league was as good as done then. It wasn't really. It was. I want to say it was a. Yeah, Everton, Everton four nil. I still think it was Frank's best best result in terms of performance. But I mean, Everton were you know they'd given up and gone home by then, hadn't they? So yeah, yeah. it's a long time, and and I think, but that's kind of where we are. But anyway, listen, we've got Liverpool again on Thursday, so we can rewrite or write that wrong, can't we, J.K.? Now, before we do, I've got a quick plug for a couple of things. Uh, as you all know, uh, well, Dan and I are both on the uh, board of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Um, so uh, it's behoven upon us to tell you to sign up to be a member and more than that sign up to be a voting member then you can in the next elections in 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 August you can vote me off the board and vote Dan to be the chairman well you can't actually do that because the board votes, the board votes to be for who the chairman is but you can vote us both back on next if you think we've done a good job but uh, you won't know that unless you sign up to be a member so there you go chelseasupporterstrust.com Five quid to be a voting member. There's rumours of a of a special general meeting coming up on Zoom, isn't there, Dan? There is indeed. Yeah, more details to be released. Hopefully, post our meeting tomorrow. Indeed. Um, but if you're a, a voting member, you've paid your five quid per year subs, then uh, you can come along and be on that Zoom for that. Uh, they're also on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. And while we're at it, I think all of us here are Chelsea pitch owners, aren't we? Aye. Yep, Aye. Aye. Well, there you go. That means we all own a bit of the pitch at Stamford Bridge, which means that because we own individual shares, uh, no rapacious property owners or developers can come and buy Stamford Bridge away from us and build a great big block of flats on it. And that is rather important because no matter how much of a lovely, wonderful owner Roman is, if anything happened to him and, he, and, and you know, that, that, that wasn't there, then anything could happen to that that hallowed turf and uh, we want Stamford Bridge to be played uh, to, to, to be the home of Chelsea forever and ever and ever and the best way you can protect that is to become a, a Chelsea pitch owner a shareholder uh, now they're available from as little as £31 for an electronic share right up to a, a framed signed one which is presented on the pitch for 210 quid, or just a normal frame one for about 80 quid. I've got one of uh, just a normal frame one with Frank Lampard's signature on the share so and it cost me about 80 quid. So there you go. Uh, go to the Chelsea official website and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. Now, we will be back uh, in a minute uh, to talk about the Liverpool game on Thursday. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. This is Stamford Chidge and the Chelsea Fancast uh, for part three of a of our little Monday soiree. And as ever, I'm joined by uh, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Fantastic to be here. Thank you. Lovely to see him. Uh, the lovely Clayton Beerman. Hello. And the delightful Mr. Dan Silver. Hello, hello. There you go. Good to see you, boys, as always. Now, uh, on Thursday night, I mean, the games are coming so thick and bloody fast at the moment. Th- Thursday night football? Anybody would have thought we were in the Europa League. But, oh, no. Uh, really, one of the biggest matches of the season. Normally, a trip up to Anfield. Uh, and we've got Liverpool on Thursday. Um 
And it's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, Liverpool's pretty perfunctory win against Sheffield United uh, yesterday, which I, I watched bits and pieces of, really does belie a shocking, shocking run of form. They haven't uh, they haven't won at home for eons. I mean, they've lost to Everton, to City, to Brighton, uh, to Burnley. Uh, they drew nil nil with Man United, funnily enough. But they 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 they're in shocking home form, having you know had the temerity to think they could break our record. No, think again. But they're not just losing at home. I mean, they're, they're, they're also losing away as well. I mean, they lost to United 3-2 in the FA Cup. So, and of course, apart from all of that, you know, they've got Alison Becker was out because uh, I think his father died or something. Yeah, correct. So he's not in a good headspace. Uh, Henderson's had a had surgery on his groin, is out for the season. Van Dyke's still not fit. They've got no centre-backs. Uh, I mean, they are... I mean, you know, they, they, I mean, I know that you can always take this with a pinch of salt, but uh, you know about about Liverpool fans saying "clop out," but you know, there's it, it's all going very, very, very tits up for them this season, isn't it, Dan? It is, yeah. I mean, it, I think Klopp had very sympathy with Dortmund after won the league. The way they just fell from grace so spectacularly was very reminiscent of what's happening to Liverpool. I mean, you know, they've got having Fabinho is going to be back, so they might have Fabinho and this new guy that side, but they they just don't look anything like that powerhouse from the last two seasons. I thought it was they were so rubbish against Sheffield United. The fact that Sheffield United are so poor sort of flattered Liverpool. Um, it's a good time to go there, I guess. If you're ever going to go to Anfield, but then it's Chelsea, and Chelsea are peak. Who better to play? Who better to play when you're in a shocking run of form? It's Chelsea because they're peak charity. Yep. No defeats at five games. Chelsea coming to town. I mean, I'm trying to work out who hasn't scored for Liverpool all season because we're bound to let them score a goal. Yeah. This, this is the, we need to put performance if we need to make a, a statement by by getting a win. And they're there for taking. They've got their defence all over the place. Salah, Mane and Firmino aren't firing. You know, we need to go get a win. Sim, simple. We need to get a win. But as I said, you know, we will be set up not to concede. They probably wouldn't surprise if it's another new draw. I know. I mean, they've lost six of their last 11 matches, which is quite frightening. And of course, as we know, since Tuchel's arrived, we've lost none. Clayton, um, obviously, the charity FC aside, which we all know and love, um, I think the key to this as ever, well, the key to it is actually turning up and playing well, obviously. But, you know, you're alluding to who he might pick uh, on Thursday, you know, how do you think he's going to go? Uh, I think he will pick the same back seven. Let's call them that. Uh, what will be interesting, or the the back seven that finished the game? I think Reese James will start, not Callum Hudson Odoi. Why uh, the front? Th- why? Why no? Why no, Callum? Uh, because if he's concerned about solidity at the back. Uh, Callum's not going to give you that. And for all the shite that they've got on the pitch at the moment, Liverpool has still got the the front three who are fast and dangerous. So, Well, actually, more to the um, point, they've got um, Robertson and uh, Trent, Ter- Terence Trent Darby. So yeah. That, yeah. Thank you. Um, and so I, I think that that's... That, that front seven are going to remain, or that back seven are going to remain the same, 
potentially Jorginho for Kante, uh, which would be a mistake, but there we go. Um, and up front, I haven't got a Scooby. I think he might play Pulisic. I don't know how fit he is. Um, I just, it, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you take it back to last season and that horrible, horrible 5-3 game. I mean, apart from the shambles of a defence and what a difference <laughs> we are now. But I just remember Callum Hudson-Odoi, Tammy Abrahams and Pulisic absolutely tearing them a new one in the second half. And wouldn't that be lovely if that combination could play again and play like that? I mean, it's not going to happen, but, you know, that that is where we've gone from. And, and maybe it's a good time to talk about all this Tammy talk and, and all the rest of it and, and what's happened with very, him. And the very, very good that, time. Very good time. Very sad that he won't sign a contract at the moment and you can't actually blame him with all the talk about Haaland. Um, I don't know. I, I, Tammy, Tammy, you know, I don't think Tammy helps himself. I don't think Tammy's actually played particularly brilliantly this season, but he's top scorer. So, you know, it, it, the, the point is that you look at what Tuchel has done with our defence. You look at the fact that Christensen and Rudiger were gone, you know, that, that nobody wanted them, um, especially the Chelsea fans. And he's coached them back into the team. So let's see if he can't do the same with somebody like Tammy. Yeah. You know, T- Tammy is young. Well, he's young. He was young. He's not that young anymore. Um, but I think we, you know, we need to... to to concentrate and give him a bit of love, give him a bit of coaching to see whether there is a player there. You we, know, and if want, it, we, we may want that, Clayton, but the manager may have washed his hands of him now. Uh, I think he has. You think he has? No, Why? I don't think Why? he has. I just you think don't he's think he has. No, 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 I just no, think no, he's no. really too much into Sunday selection. I just think he didn't, he well, didn't pick I'm him also, end off. I won't be surprised if he... Reading hang, into on, when hang, the, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When Adoy was substituted... Um, and Abraham had come off in the first half, there was a close-up of them both looking at each other and shaking their heads. So you wonder to what degree um, uh, that has translated it into his tra- training. We don't know what's going on that way. We don't know what's well, but if, you, if you're a professional footballer, you've got to stand up and be counted. You know, he had it easy for two years, Tammy. He's had no competition. You know, I'm not convinced he's going to be the man who's going to lead us to titles. I think he's, he's a good player to have in the squad. Well, he's going to be your sort of your Harry Kane type player. I don't know. He doesn't. He's not consistent enough. He misses a lot of chances. Someone's so tall, he's not that good in the air. But he, he's got his goal scoring records. You know, throughout his career, has been, has been very good. So it's definitely something about him. And it, ha- and it has ball, been at Chelsea, Dan. Yeah, even when he was on loan at Bristol City and so on. Listen, if he hasn't got the balls for a fight, then I, I don't want players that well, have the balls for a fight. I, I, who, who knows what's going on? Yeah. We, and, you know, Jonathan's right. We 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 like to hypothesise, but we don't know. I I'm with you all. I I I I. To be honest, I think Tammy. I think we let's put it this way. I think we like to believe that the kids that have grown up in the academy have got a bit about them that they they want to fight for their right to party. No, to play for Chelsea, but. They're also professional footballers, and they want to play football. Um, and I, I, th- th- there always comes a point, and I think we've all been there. We were all long in the tooth. We worked at quite a lot of places. Sometimes you know that you you're not going to get any farther at the, at the place that you work out. 
So, you know, either you sit and, you know, you sit on your arse and your laurels and you take your paycheck and you go, fair enough, or you say, no, actually, I'm better than this. So I'm going to go somewhere where I'm going to be appreciated and I can prove that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge that of anybody. I wouldn't begrudge that of anybody. And in fact, I've, I've had employees who have told me that on their way out the door because I didn't have an, I didn't have a space for them or, or the, or the, the latitude to give them what they wanted. And I wish them all the best. And they went on to be really, really good wherever they went. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with Tammy doing that. But personally, I would, I, I, I would like to see him get a bit more time. And I, and I, and I do wonder. I do wonder about the way that the club has, is, seems to be reverting to type and spending lots of money on high-profile players, whether that means that unless you are... I mean, see, the, the, different, the, the outlier here is Mason Mount, isn't it? Mason Mount is so clearly way above everybody else, not just of the homegrown players, but of everybody in the bloody team at the moment, that even a, a, an idiot manager couldn't leave him out. So a good manager like Tuchel's going to see that. So, and we've always said this, haven't we, about the academy on the, in in different moments. We said, well, if they're going to make it at Chelsea, they've got to be, they've got to be really, 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 really good. And maybe being good is not going to be enough for some of these academy players. You can't, you can't actually put your finger on any period of time that Tammy's been in the side that he has screamed, "You can't not play me." And I think, you know, he has had injuries, that's fair enough. And there's been rotation, which doesn't help. But I don't, I, this is just me personally, I can't think of any period. I mean, the thing is with Tammy is one of those players who does some fantastic things. And then the next minute he looks like a pub player. And he's completely off the pace against Sheffield United. Completely. I'm sorry. But you know, I I know he scored the goal against Barnsley. Yeah. But before that point, but again, you have to come back to what we were talking about before service. Now, the thing is with Tammy, and I think we've said it before, is that at the beginning of the season, beginning of this season, or maybe even part of last season, there's so many balls that are played across. But certainly when Reese James was firing all cylinders and he was putting those balls across the six-yard area and Tammy wasn't there. He wasn't making the runs. He wasn't, he wasn't anticipating. And, you know, there could be all sorts of factors, but for me, that's coaching. Yeah. I mean, we've got... I mean, who's coaching the forwards? You know, you've got team coaching. I would, I would say Ray Charles, but that might bypass. Because you've got specialist, you've got specialist goalkeeper coaches. Why not bring in a forwards coach? Drogba. Yeah. Well, whoever, yeah. I mean, I think... Kerry. I think Liverpool got a forwards coach just to help, you know, the awareness. I mean, Kerry would be too... Um, Inebriated for it to be a good coach. That's, but, um, that's a gross slander on my fr- my dear friend Kerry Dixon. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, um, is the thing is, with Tammy, as Kate said, he hasn't made himself undroppable. He hasn't said, right, I've scored twenty goals so far this season. You can't, you cannot leave me out. Yeah. He doesn't do enough. J.K. No, okay, completely. I'm saying that Ferguson is the Everton one. You wonder who the. Uh... Well, who the Liverpool? They, Liverpool must have a. I, I vote we get Kesman in to coach them. Throw, yeah, that'd be great. How um, how to run around? You get your own song, and um, uh, and uh, um, we want you to score. Um, and uh, 
and you look completely off the pace. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect for us at the moment. I think we've already got we've already got a coach like that. And, and Chris Sutton, he could do a great job. Let's not let's not go down. Let's, let's get back to the Liverpool match because that's yeah. what we're really here to do. I mean, Dan, I know you wanted to say something. Have you got any comments about who no, might, just, might start on to on Thursday? Draw like just on the Tammy situation. You know, it's a great flight of fancy to have all these kids coming in. If you get the chance to, to you know, a potential generational talent like Harland to come in to replace Tammy. It's progress. That's what you do. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's two. You know, this whole romantic notion of the kids is great, but Mason Mount maybe is the only one who's going to actually have. I a, think. Look, my, my fi- final point on Tammy is this: is that all all I would ask as as a as a as a supporter for over forty years who who delights like we all do in seeing homegrown talent play for the club because we understand that there's a greater connection between us and them than there is for somebody bought for seventy five million quid from you know, somewhere abroad. All I ask is that they get a fair crack of the whip, that they're given a chance. If they're not good enough, okay, fair enough. Off you fuck, as they say, because you're not good enough. But at least give them a fair crack. And I wonder, knowing the politics at Chelsea Football Club with some of the people that are brought in, you know, if if Tammy's scoring goals and he's scoring more goals than Giroud and Werner this season which let's face it, I think we could all score more goals than that lot yeah. at the moment. But if he's doing that, then, you know, that needs to be recognised. If he's if he's, if he's he's being put on the back burner for players that aren't delivering, I think he's got every right to have the hump. But anyway, let's get back to Liverpool. Um, well, not literally, because, I mean, I'd do anything to than get back to Liverpool, obviously. Our form is better than theirs. This we know. The team selection, well, it kind of picks itself, really. And we know he's probably going to pick three, four, two, one again because that's what he does. But we still don't know. The thing is, J.K. Liverpool's horrendous form and injury troubles aside, and I think that they've got more. They've had more. They've lost more uh, hours uh, for player. You know, players to being out hours ratio than any other club in the league at the moment. So their their injury problems are horrendous. That notwithstanding. We have not beaten Liverpool in the league for, I think, since 2014. Uh, the last one, two, three, four, five fixtures. We've lost the last two, the 5-3 you mentioned. We lost 2-0 before that, and we've drawn... Uh, the other three before that were one-all draws. So it's not a place that we've had a lot of joy recently. We, we beat them in the League Cup, though. We did, with Hazard's amazing goal. Yeah, and the FA Cup. And the FA Cup, but not in the league. Um, well, it'll be um, obviously completely once again different set of circumstances because there's no uh, crowd. But they they put us to the sword with no crowd last year. But uh, he'll be set up for for not um, for not, not to lose. For not yeah, to not to lose completely. Well, that's the question I was really you know going to ask. Is 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 this you know is is this a must win along the lines of what we were saying? Well, they're all must or, win. Or basically. is it yeah. a must not lose? Is it going to be a risk free draw? Or is he yeah, going to go for the win? He'll set them up so that they naturally, as I've been saying, is that they've become very good at uh, soaking up the pressure and dealing with it. It's just a question of somehow getting the ball up the other end and having a shot on goal. You know, so that they, they'll they'll deal with whatever is is shoved at them. I, and I, I, I think it'll be a, a tame draw in exactly the same way, unless there is a, a moment of brilliance from either side. And the way we appear to be able to soak up any pressure there is. I'm not going to, I think it's immensely unlikely. Um, so uh, I, I can't see, I can't see us winning it. 
I have to say, but I can't see us losing it. Mm. So, Dan, same. I think it's a must not lose. You know, we've got to bear in mind, you know, give respect for teams are playing. We can't afford to lose. I'd much rather be one point ahead of Liverpool and two points behind them come end of 10 o'clock on Thursday and then going into the next set of games. They're all red on paper, red team winnable. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think, I'm, you know, if we, if we could remain the status quo after Thursday, 10 o'clock, and we're still ahead of Liverpool, then I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, we've. Not- I mean, you you do make a valid point. I mean, we've got. Um, I've now lost lost the blindingly brilliant bit of analysis that I had. There we go. I and mean, we've got Liverpool, Everton, and then Leeds. Uh, we've got Sheffield United in the cup somewhere amongst all of that lot. But after that run, we've then got West Brom, Palace, and Brighton, and then we've got West Ham. So we've got a run of three, what you would have expect to be very winnable games. And teams that will need to win, so they're going to be coming at us. Well, there is that, of course. There is that, or, or they'll maybe set, be setting up not to lose, of course, because they'll think, well, we don't want to get humped here, so let's try and get a draw out of this or nick something. But the reality is, we should expect to beat West Brom, Palace, and Brighton. Um, but I think I, I, I I'm kind of with you guys. I, 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 th- I think he'll. It's going to be. I tell you what, something we haven't talked about, Clayton, and that's the fact that it's Tuchel against uh, Klopp. You know, the two ex-Dortmund managers here. And apparently Tuchel's record against Klopp is appalling. Really? Really, really poor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the way. That's encouraging. To, yeah. But, I, you know, different different times. You know, one, one manager is going through a good period and the other manager is probably going through the worst period of his career. Um, I don't know. I mean... If you actually have to, you know, if you if you take Sunday as a yardstick for where we are and, and where Tuchel's mind is, you know, Sunday was a home game. There's absolutely no way that he's going to basically go gung-ho to try and win at Liverpool. Yeah. I can't see it. No, he won't. He won't. No, no, he's not going to revert, you know, break type. He's going to be very, very cautious. As you say, it's going to be much for muchness and then Everton maybe can be a bit more expansive because, you know, maybe he fancies we might have a bit more of a chance. I suppose if we, if we end up drawing Liverpool, you told me last week we draw United, we draw Liverpool, we beat Everton. Most people have taken that, wouldn't they? What do you think? Well, but, I, look, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with all of you here that that uh, Tommy Tuchel's middle, middle name is Tommy. In fact, I, I've just had... Hang on, breaking news. Yes, I've had it confirmed that it's Thomas Pragmatismus Tuchel. In fact, his middle name is Pragmatism. And I think you're right. I think he, he won't want to lose it. And, you know, net neutrality, uh, an unusual word for the Germans, but uh, that's something that I think he'll go for. Uh, let's come. Let's have a prediction out of you lot. JK? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Dan? 0-0. No, no. Yeah, you're going for the full shithouse version. I love that about uh, you, yeah, Dan. Totally. I love that. So 1-1 one, one, JK, 0-0 nil, nil, Dan. Clayton? Uh, either one of the hosts, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I I said one one uh, for yesterday, uh, so I I'm going to go for the full shit house version as well with Dan nil nil. You know, although you see Liverpool are dangerous, but we are defending very very well, but we can't score. So I think that we'll have to defend very very well, which will give us very few opportunities to score. So. Me and Dan are going full. Are going, we're going full shit house. Nil nil. There you go. Yeah. 
clearly we all hope that we oh that's really quite funny i've i've just i i, I have my google translate on and i shall just read because it recorded me saying all of that and it says can yeah du du gehst für die full shithouse version ich liebe das über dich geht und ich liebe i serious that's what it just translated there you go bonus content you just oh, yeah. know you love it right um that my dear people uh is about all the time we've got uh, tonight i'm afraid um just a very quick plug for the uh the the grosser schleppen aus the grosser schleppen aus or the big sleep out the big stanford bridge sleep out which is damn well knows is uh uh very much a chelsea supporters trust project um you're gonna you're doing it this year dan yeah i, I keep meaning to, i've got to do my registration yeah doing come on man on the balcony pull your finger out come on sir yeah. i should be i should be sleeping sleeping in the shed which I can see from where I am now, it'll be cold. But I tell you what, I've decided I'm going to do it in style this year, Dan, because we're, we're supposed to take a bit of video of us doing it so people know that we're doing it. And right. I'm going to have a big fire pit out there before I, I settle down, my bottle, yes. of, my bottle of Ockentosh and three wood, and a big Monte Cristo cigar. So I'm going to do it in the true spirit of homelessness here, clearly. I was going to say, yeah, that's the epitome of homelessness. Though. I shall sit on my bench until it, until the fires, the embers have gone, so I'll be warm as toast. I'd have had most of my scotch and my cigar, and then I shall, shall wander into my shed, into the cold, dark, concrete floor with my sleeping bag and raise money for a very worthwhile cause, which, of course, is uh, our neighbours at Stamford Bridge stole. Now, if you want to sponsor any of us, but uh, me in particular, it's easy to do. If you go to my Twitter account, at Stamford Chidge, uh, you will find the uh, link to donate uh, to my sleep out. Uh, uh, it's the pinned tweet on my uh, Stamford Chidge Twitter account. But there are many people that are doing it. So any any one of us, as long as we raise some money for Stoll, that's the main uh, object of the exercise. And on that note, I, I, want, I would like to personally thank Johnny B., Daryl Middleditch, Kerry Hawkins, Dan, not that Dan, different Dan, Dan Burgess, I think, Alan Gaverin, Ash Pod, Joe Mingola, the lovely Joe Mingola, the champion elect of the Prem Predictions League, Benji, Ellie, Simon Barker and Galen Rowe, all for so generously sponsoring me. You've been absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people, as Brendan Rogers would say. In fact, you've been so beautiful that I've, I've smashed my first target. So I've now upped it because that's the kind of guy I am. I've now upped the target. So I need more sponsors. So get on it, people. And I love you very much for doing that. It's really sweet of you. JK, you look poised to say something. Let me... Um, I was going to say that I might sponsor you. Oh, bless you. Contributed something already because it's such a wonderful cause. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and the, I, I just admire everybody's uh, tenacity in this situation, even though we're... We can't have the um, uh, the camaraderie of all being around each other, um, but the fact that people are just finding opportunities to to try try to put themselves under some kind of you know pressure sleeping outside yeah. is uh, is very praiseworthy. I think it's um, it's it's something really brilliant to uh, to give some money for. Really, it's it's a terrific cause. Well, um, I will have the camaraderie of a, of a lovely fire pit, a Monte Cristo cigar, a bottle of scotch. Uh, and my f mobile phone, which will have perfect Wi-Fi, because I've got Wi-Fi in the shed. Chidge, well, don't tumble into the fire pit. No, I've done it before. I've spent many a happy hour out there in front of my fire pit with a cigar and a bottle of scotch. It's What I would love more is for you to all be round the fire pit with me, enjoying the scotch and the cigar as well. But there you go. Another day, hopefully not too soon. Right, that genuinely is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, 
we will return. In fact, JK and I will return very, very soon because we're about to record our the in-off-the-post email version for you lovely people, which will be out later in the week. Uh, but we'll also be back on Friday for the beloved Friday preview show that we all love doing. And this week, JK, we've got the return the return of the Marco. Mark Worrell is back with us. Which Mr. Stylophone. Very, very probably. So Marco's back, which is lovely because we haven't seen him for a while. Uh, Adam Newson will be joining us too from Football.London. So that's 7 o'clock live on Mixler, as always, and then up as a podcast. We'll be looking back at all the Chelsea news from the week, uh, reviewing the match against Liverpool, and we'll be, obviously we'll be looking ahead to Monday night's big match against Everton, uh, hopefully with an Everton fan on Opposition View. Uh, JK and uh, myself will be back next Tuesday, therefore, for the normal weekly uh, fan cast. And we'll have both Marks, both Mark Worrell and Mark Meehan on next Tuesday. So that should be good fun, JK. Looking forward to that. The the, uh, the two Marks together, they'll yeah. be, I won't be able to speak. That'd be probably a good idea, actually. I'll just... I, I find that with most of our guests these days. Yeah. Have you yeah. found that with Dan and Clayton on? They talk too much sense, so you and I hardly get a look in. Probably a good I, thing. I feel like fading away and just... Making the odd kind of maybe yes. we should retire. Do you think we should yes. retire? We're older than all of them. Well, yeah, maybe not all I'd, of them, but I'd, I'd be happy. Well, I still like to be on the show. Can I just go good or hmm? We could oh, be well. like Waller and Statler, <laughs> like you know. And if I disagree, yes, make a make or even put a sign up for you. And you go, oh, JK disagreed, but we don't then hear me. Just yeah, the sign. Maybe, maybe. Well, the same could be said about me. But anyway, yeah, next week's going to be fun with both marks. Dean's uh, Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast on the Chelsea women's team will be out this week as well. So much, so much stuff going out from the Chelsea fancast. Brilliant. Uh, there we go. So that's it. Uh, of course, you can get the Chelsea fancast as a podcast on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors. Talking of which, uh, you can find loads of Chelsea uh, podcasts on this wonderful app by CFC Blues, as they tell us here. Uh. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget, of course, if you like what we do, uh, and I'm amazed that so many of you do actually, but uh, you can become a Chelsea fancast patron or patreon and that's lovely if you do it helps us to uh, cover the cost of doing the shows and hopefully carry on doing the shows um i'm just astonished by the number of people who've been signing up recently um it's possible that they've been tempted in by the promise of a kerry dixon mini banner and also of course automatic membership of our discord group which is great fun jk rovers he's in there dean's in there dean mears is in there i'm in there and we get to chat to you lovely people all the time, really. Not just around the matches, but we do that too. Uh, so there we go. So if you want to be a Patreon, there's no tears or any of that nonsense. Bung us whatever you want, really. There's no pressure. Uh, and if you do, I'll send you a, dink, a link to Discord and uh, get you on the list for a carry banner should you want one. It's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And uh, emails, as you all know, you need to send them in by Sunday. If you do that, there's a good chance they'll get read out on the show and you need to send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com. Right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Clayton at Goalie59, Dan at DanSilf73. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Clayton, 
always delightful seeing you. We'll see you towards the end of the month, I believe, possibly on a Friday. I believe that is correct, yes. I'm counting the days, my friend, already. Uh, I bet you're not. I bet you I am. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm probably not because I can't count. We've already established that this evening. But I look, I look forward lovely. to seeing you then, mate. Yeah, it's good to see you really as always. Enjoyed it. Yeah, you too, mate. Uh, Dan, always lovely to see you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow evening. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks very much, guys. Good night, all. <laughs> lovely stuff. Take well done, care, mate. Team. Well done. And as for you, you you young reprobate, lovely to I see am you a too. Oh, how beautiful to be young. Indeed, I shall see thee for some emailage very soon. I'm looking forward to it, Chief. Right, uh, last but by no means least, lovely people in Mixalar. Uh, if you want to hang around, uh, JK and I will be doing the In Off The Post show in a minute, uh, but it's lovely to see so many of you in there, as always. Uh, thank you for listening. See you later this week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the oh, chills! Chill. Yeah.